0: the youthscape podcast hello and welcome to the youthscape podcast i'm martin saunders
1: and i am rachel gardner and this
0: week we have a slightly international flavor oh we
1: do to our podcast yes. a few actually over yeah. the
0: years that have had a bit of an international focus mm-hmm. um so we've been to a couple of uh, a couple of African nations we have
1: and we have from Malawi and Rwanda oh, that's right and we've had Norway
0: no, oh that was a that was a classic it was a classic wasn't it Ah, oh, yes your
1: namesake over in Norway love that who loves your book
0: oh bless him uh, the
1: football one. and of course Sasha out on yeah on Sasha Pratt. on tour yeah absolutely yeah. so more from her
0: so this time um we're going to Ukraine which is incredible yeah. Um but uh oh and we've and we've talked about Moldova we as have. well. we have. Yeah. But I wondered about um how well traveled you are Rachel Gardner. Not at all. So cuz you, you you always talk about speaking really? in other countries.
1: Well, I think so, the one or two times I speak in other countries. So you be,
0: you've done Moldova a couple of times.
1: Yes, and Norway, and sorry, I've hit the thing, and Germany, but I've not really been outside of Europe. Right? Really? Yeah, I've been to the States a couple of times. I was going to say, surely yes, you've, you've broken America. Yeah, no, well, absolutely. I think we broke Florida, taking some young people there. Oh, really? Yes. The, in fact, the pilot, I took t- 12 teenagers to Florida, and the pilot on the way back sent an air stewardess back to say to me, um, if you don't control your young people, we will land at the next airport. Really? Yeah, awful.
0: Wow, air emergency It was awful,
1: and part of it was because they didn't seat us together, they sat us all around the the plane, and I didn't realise that one of our young people apparently was kicking off, I think I'm going to take the young person's word for it they were not kicking off, they were just Exercising their right to, to vocalize what they felt very strongly. But um, of <laughs> course, airline air stewardesses are not going to have any sense of humor about that. So, yeah, no, it was awful. So, anyway. Wow.
0: So, not going back to America?
1: <laughs> no, no time Haven't say. been for a while.
0: No. Uh, I am trying to think where I've been. So, I haven't been to most of the continents.
2: Mm. Haven't
0: been to Australia or Australasia. No. I don't know what well, that's called now, even. No, I don't know. Oceania. <laughs> never been there, clearly. <laughs> I've never been to the North Pole. <laughs> uh, I've not done. Uh, I've not been to Africa.
1: Is this a massive kind of bid to get some to invites? I've never. What, what I keep mentioning doing?
0: the fact that ah, I yes. don't get invited to speak anywhere. I've been to Africa, mm-hmm. uh, and I've not been to Asia either, unless Turkey counts. Turkey's I in Europe. I don't ask
1: it? me. Oh, honestly, I will let Turkey.
0: On a, I'm trying to think about the game of risk. Is Turkey in Asia? No, Turkey's in Europe. Produce, so what is amazing says, is
1: when these dear people actually do the travelling and come and visit yes. us because we're a little bit set in our ways, aren't we? Amazing.
0: So what was amazing? We'll get onto this. Is that the National Youth Ministry weekend? We had loads, we had loads of people mm. from particularly mainland Europe. Mm-hmm. God bless them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a few Americans there, and we had some from Hong Kong there. Amazing. And uh, there's actually like a whole. There was a whole cohort of international delegates, which was really exciting. Um, I've, I've done America a few times. Mm-hmm. I've been to America a few times. I feel like that's a, a well-trodden and quite boring route, <laughs> isn't it? The transatlantic one uh, in youth ministry. But we do have so much we can learn from our brothers and sisters and youth work mm. all over the place. And that's why we've got Sasha doing her roving reports. We haven't got one of them. Don't get excited.
2: No, not Wednesday, sadly.
0: But we did meet two uh, yeah. Ukrainians at the National Youth Ministry I, th- I feel I need
1: just set the, the backdrop for this. Go. Because I was only at the National Youth Ministry Weekend for 12 hours, and because I'm a raging expert, like, my plan is always to, like, have a one-to-one conversation with every single person. So I think I literally ran around the, the, the venue, like, rubbing shoulders, hugging people, saying hi, and just causing an absolute nuisance
0: it's a bit like a parent trying to get a school place <sighs> Honestly, at a local I, church I
1: can't behave. you
0: know making sure everyone sees yeah, them on I, sunday
1: it was awful it was so embarrassing but anyway i just i just love being with you all nerding out with my favorite people but this amazing couple i said to, to evie i really want to record a couple an interview a couple for the podcast who've been doing youth ministry in a different context for years and she said ah oleg and lena from ukraine and what i discovered in chatting to them and and bearing in mind this amazing people are have no idea what our podcast is, have no idea about me, have no idea, and had no, no idea what's hit them. And I literally just said, come and sit here and now start speaking. I mean, bless them, they were phenomenal. But what I saw in the in them that I see when I went to Moldova and, and other places where there's real challenges particularly around resources and finances and that kind of stuff is that th- there's gritty resilience there's like tenacious leadership mm. and I sat thinking oh I wish I'd prepped this interview a whole lot better because I asked I'm so sorry listeners I asked some stupid questions like what's information like in the Ukraine and really I should have done my background work and asked them much more intelligent questions but they deliver some incredible wisdom and bearing in mind this couple have been leading youth ministry at a time when there probably was nobody else doing this you know there's no other youth work there's no resources um it costs them a lot financially it carries on carries on costing them a lot and i i just think we were very honored at the national youth ministry weekend to have people like oleg and lena saying we've come to listen to your experts and i started thinking Actually, you guys are the experts. Mm-hmm. So, this is the interview with this amazing couple and their wonderful son, who I dragged in at one point as well for the interview. Have a listen to this you skate podcast. Ooh. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping that this will be, yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, I am very excited to be sat with new friends. So, Oleg from the Ukraine. Introduce who you're sat next to. Who, who's this beautiful this is woman? This my wife, Lena. Lena, fantastic. Hi, Lena.
3: We, we started youth ministry 25 years ago. Next oh, year, goodness. we're going to celebrate 25th year anniversary, and this is our second oldest son, Elijah.
1: Do you want to say hi? Hi. There we go. <laughs> Have you been dragged to England for this weekend? No, like- d- d- just
2: like... First time.
1: First time, fantastic! Yeah. Well, welcome to Birmingham. Welcome to Thank England. You. And uh, Oleg, so you you've both been involved with youth ministry in the UK for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Give us a snapshot. What does youth ministry look like in the Ukraine? What do you do?
3: So we've uh, twenty five. Uh, in nineteen ninety four, we ran our first uh, children's camp, and um, and we had actually we had few camp sessions. And then later, it evolved into uh, both training ministry because wow. if you if you just do youth ministry, if you if you just reach people but not provide follow-up, then, you know, yes. what are those events good for? And so we also started training youth pastors and in 1997, and many of those youth pastors turned into pastors later, so that turned also into training ministry for the pastors. So, so you've a,
1: really seen an influence of absolutely. not just within youth ministry, but Well, you but know, one you know church,
3: the yeah. best pastors are the former youth pastors.
2: Amen! <laughs> <laughs>
3: because, and the reason why because I think uh, you know working, youth are the most demanding audience. Okay. You know, you cannot preach to them for two hours and they're going to sit yes. quietly. They're going to pull out their... Well, at that time, there were no iPhones. But they were going to pull out their yes. something and they would be distracted and they get distracted. And so if you if you can if you can capture that audience and, yes. and keep them engaged, you can do that with the adults.
1: That's incredible. So for those of us who don't really understand much about what it's like, the context in Ukraine, would most people in the Ukraine be associated with faith of some kind or is it much more secular? Like the young people that you were working with 25 years ago, is it very different
3: now? Are they- so Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian evangelical population is only 2.5%. Okay. Uh, uh, many people in Ukraine claim to be Orthodox believers. Many people claim to be uh, uh, Catholic believers. But, of course, many of those would be very nominal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as uh, one of the presidents in the eastern part of Europe said, I'm a, what is it, I'm orthodox atheist, right. which is kind of what very, yeah, so, so that's how people, you yeah. know, I, I don't believe in God, but I'm Catholic, yeah, okay. know, and, and things like that, so Ukraine is, so evangelical population is, is definitely very, very active, and uh, many people are involved uh, in, in ministry. Yeah,
1: fantastic, so 25 years ago, you guys together... Birth something new. Is it now a network of youth ministries across the Ukraine? What is it that has grown out of this? So that you,
3: our our goal is to equip youth leaders. That's that's how we see we we. We are not involved directly in the mm-hmm. youth ministry, except at our home, because we have three yeah, kids. Yeah, so, but, yeah, you know, yeah. you do youth ministry. Yeah. You're not a rock star for your own children, right? Yeah. And um, and so we've, uh, we we equip and inspire youth pastors to do ministry. And uh, we do that through providing um, camps yeah. where they can bring their youth groups. And also we do that through training. Okay,
1: fantastic. And are there lots of youth workers uh, within churches in Ukraine, are they
3: paid? Are they volunteers? Uh, definitely most of them are volunteers, which is the reason why lifespan of mm. a youth ministry is so short. I would say probably less than a year, mm-hmm. because when you have a family and you have a full-time job, and well, you, you, you've been doing youth ministry, mm-hmm. you understand, youth ministry is time because the, the the reason why youth ministry is so um, effective is because you spend time with people no. it's discipleship yeah. and so when you have a full time job and you have family and you have other things on your plate you know it's hard to be yeah. spending a lot of time with, with you so you, people come and go unfortunately
1: that's incredible um, so you have become I expect, I expect very adept at training volunteers if they are only having a year sort of doing this making sure they get what they need for that year how do you stay fresh within that because that must be you've been this for 25 years that must be a bit disheartening seeing people come and go and come and go so are there many folks like you that have stuck with this for a long time or are you finding actually you're one of the only ones
3: (laughs) Um, I I think there are a few ministries that that, um, that began uh, its work in the early '90s mm-hmm. that uh, that still continue yeah. We're more like dinosaurs. And, and <laughs> I would say
4: that this is a generation we call we call ourselves and our peers a generation of '90s, wow. and we're kind of suicidal. You know, we started our ministry when the whole country fell apart. You know, the Soviet Union fell apart. Our parents found themselves in a position where they lost everything and uh, all the support systems that were in place and when we became Christians, those who became Christians at the same time started ministry at the same time uh, we started with very in the very rough circumstances so we learned to give our 120% to the ministry and for the longest time everybody has been given 120% so at Recently, we found that many of our peers have experienced um, fatigue and burnout. And um, so I would say that our whole generation is, is experiencing that and finding out how to revive ourselves and come back to ministry how to stay in ministry yeah that's so
1: interesting and that's probably a a kind of a, a an experience that most of us in the uk we've not had that where we became christians actually the whole nation was kind of shaking around us um so, how, how have you remained faithful in that? Because I, I was thinking recently, there's a difference between being fanatical and being faithful, isn't there? Like, sometimes as leaders, we can be so committed to holding on to what we're supposed to do
2: mm-hmm. that actually
1: we've, we've forgotten to invest in our relationship with Jesus. Like, we, we think we are, right. but actually we're more just kind of banging our drum. It sounds like, as a, as a couple, like, that you've got the wisdom of the years to say, actually, it's, holding on to what Christ has for us means holding on to Him first. So how how have you done that over the years? How have you remained faithful and not burnt out when friends around you are suffering like that?
3: We've, um, uh, for the past probably more than 15 years we've had um, luxury of having mentors Mm. and so we have people who constantly work with us who can sit down and ask us how we're doing personally how we're doing in ministry they've been helping us with all the organizational transitions Mm. we've been through and i think we would have quit ministry a long time Mm. ago if we didn't have those mentors they're older than us they they have business background and ministry background and that has been extremely you know it's a luxury to have mentors you know, yeah, as it 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 no, no, as, that, as yeah. you know, as as simple as it sounds, it, it is truly a luxury, and that's that's something that definitely helped us stay in ministry. And, and I think second thing is, you know, when you. When you see the result of your work, when you have supportive community, when you get feedback from people that this is something that helped them, um, I mean, that just encourages you to continue going.
1: Yeah. So this is 25 years on from when you started it. What do you see as the big challenges facing young people in the Ukraine today? Is
4: it different to when Mm -hmm. you guys became Christians and started this thing? Are there new challenges? Oh, definitely. I I would say that we've seen... um, Quite a few generation shifts, especially in the ministries world. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, you know, we, we grew up as ministers given our all and just struggling with every single issue. And then the next generation saw us doing that, and they decided, oh, I don't want to die doing ministry. Mm-hmm. So I would be smart doing this. And um, now, unfortunately, we see that a lot of ministers nowadays... Um, are pretty pragmatic, yeah. and um, they grew up. Uh, they grew up at our events where. Um, Well, we would would create this fun activities, very Mm -hmm. fun, very bright activities. Um, And they they learned how to minister inside those activities, Mm -hmm. but they have not learned how to be Christians in the marketplace. And a lot of them went outside. Fortunately, they did not stick to ministry world. They went outside. They got hired by Google and all these wonderful companies. But uh, they never learned how to share their faith, how Mm -hmm. to... To say Christians in the marketplace, right. so now we see our next challenge um, as helping them to reconnect themselves to themselves.
2: Right. You That's know, the
4: incredible. the Christian yeah. themselves um, at you know within the church world's walls to to the mm. you know out there themselves yeah. who, who who are still Christians yeah. who know how to share their faith in a very relational way. Um, in a 98 percent non-church country or um, very nominal Christian country.
3: One of the dangers uh, today in in both in youth ministry and generally in the churches is uh, being separated from the rest of society. It, it, when when, Ukraine, when Soviet Union fell apart and Ukraine became um, independent, running leadership events, running discipleship events, running camps was extremely important because that was a way to reach people, that was a way to disciple people. Well, what it turned into it, it, later is a kind of closed party. Because Christians do not know how to yes. transfer their faith, it, just like Lena said, in a, in a, in a, mar- in a marketplace yes. and reconnecting with society, yes. yeah. not being not being a cult, yes. which you know in Ukraine evangelicals it's are considered true. to be a cult, yes. but very often we deserve that if if all we do is our events, yes. come to our events. Yes. You, so reconnecting it. with society um, yes. is you know letting letting people see who Christians are, yes. seeing our heart. Do not it's judge us by well, by God. some serious... Types that media created. You know, let's let's reconnect. Let's do something together. Yes. Let's 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 turn the let's turn the education upside down. We actually had to launch a ministry that specifically focuses on on working with the schools. And we said, you know, we're going to go into schools. We're gonna we're gonna uh, evaluate what are their needs, and we're gonna go there serve. Not not to get them into our. Uh, into our buildings but let's just let's just genuinely go and serve yeah. them and so that's that was I think we've kind of really pioneered that and then we connected youth pastors yeah. hey guys do not do not come with your agenda go with an open mind um... let's see how- how you, how much you can you can serve there, mm. and and you will you will you will see a miracle once you start serving people mm. generally, you will see how you'll you will be reconnected. Absolutely, absolutely. We've um, <clears throat> we've started so for for about um, uh, for about twenty years. For yeah, for about. 18 years, we were primarily working with, only with evangelical churches in Ukraine, which is only 2.5%. I mean, you know, uh, still, still quite, quite a large population, but at the same time, it's 2.5% of the country, you know. And then, uh, and then 8 years ago, we were thinking about closing down our ministry, because we didn't see evangelical movement growing, we didn't see like we were really changing the country. And so we were thinking about closing down, and they said, you know what, we're going to try one thing. We will run. We will. St- we will learn. We will launch educational camps. They will not be necessarily called Christian camps. They will be educational camps, but they're going to be evangelistic camps because place where Christians are. You know, yeah. it, it's it's all for Jesus, yeah. and so we've launched. We, we had to we had to create a different brand because we're viewed as mm-hmm. as a cult yeah. in Ukraine. So we had to be smart, wise. How we so we launched this new brand called Jam, and within three years, these camps became one of the top five camps nationwide. No. so we have rock stars, we have business stars who come to our camps, and
1: they know that you're showing Jesus, and they
3: know that. And the, what we've done, I think, very um, so a few things that happened within the past 20, 20 years in Ukraine. One of the things that um that happened is that um evangelism has been customized specifically to serve the needs of low income and poor i think jesus never meant for gospel just to be for the poor i think he meant people who have money they have needs too they have teenagers mm. they have needs mm. e- you know that kind of equal there. I mean, where there are teenagers through his pain yeah. very often and and so those families can be served as well
2: yeah.
3: and so so first of all, gospel is for everyone it 's not just for the orphans and poorer, yes. uh, even though they're in many ways they are easier to reach than people who drive ja- 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 jaguars and range rovers and, and but church doesn 't know how to do that, yes. and so that 's one of things and um, so we yeah we've we've launched this and um and second thing we've done is that we have we have removed we have decentralized gospel, uh, we, we have decentralized evangelism we've taken gospel from stage and put it in the hands of the counselors. Wow. And it, what's really interesting is, met, is that many of our counselors at our camps in, in particular they were not ready to do that. They they we have to, and we're guilty you know that in training Christian youth that gospel is only shared when it's presented oh, I see. from the stage
1: We're professional. right yes. but that is not true no, no, no. if you
3: are a Christian you you' are you're yeah. a witness yeah. so that's which is you know that also uh, by seeing that we have also understood why um, why we, why the church has not been growing yeah because it's it's we you know we outsource
1: it to we, others. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
3: and so no no if you are in that room yeah. with you know with this twelve kids you you are the only Christian, Christian there yeah. so let's learn how you share gospel there That's and incredible. and that, that retraining them uh, one of our one of our staff went to a Christian conference and they asked her what she what she was doing where she was working and She said well I work for this organization and we do evangelistic camps uh, we don't preach on stage we don't have worship we don't have Bible study. Like we don't have, we don't do those things, and everybody was shocked. Like, how do you share Christ? She said that's the most shocking thing that you ask us how we share Christ because we share Christ in the rooms, we share Christ on the football field, we share Christ when we teach video production or when we teach kids to write the songs. That's how we share Christ, mm. and I think very, very few people are ready for that. That's so
1: that's a shift, isn't it? I mean, that's a major mental shift, isn't it? Absolutely. Because I think just listening to you, that is similar in our context too. We're realizing that actually we can't see like the Souls Fiverr events or the big events says oh well that's when the gospel is shared actually how we do life with young people is is the witness isn't it just, just one last question for you guys and so you're here at the National Youth Ministry Weekend, I feel that we should be learning so much from you. This is incredible. What do you see when you look at the British context? I mean, are you do you engage much with what happens over here? What do you see in terms of youth ministry? Maybe this is, is it your first time in, this, in the UK, or have you been here?
3: Uh, this is the first time at a conference oh, like fantastic. this. So we So we're here to learn. We're here to learn and, and <laughs> so meet your experts. Uh, one of the things that we believe in our ministry is that Internet has changed the world so much
2: absolutely. that there
3: is no British no, no, context no, no, anymore. There is no yeah, yeah. German. Yeah, there is yeah. no Ukrainian context. It's global context, and and since we live in global community, the more we learn about the characteristics of this trends of this global community, the more successful we're going to be at reaching yeah. youth. So, few things that, and, and this is what we base our ministry upon. So, few. What are the current characteristics? One of them is music definitely huge, you know, and we're so thankful to you guys for doing X Factor and doing, you know, Britain's Got Talent. You're welcome, You're welcome. And Because, because that's, those trends is what we base our outreaches upon. Um, right. So we do, like for instance, we do showbiz camps. We teach uh, how, we, we te- like Elijah is a musician, you know, we teach music and we teach video production and, and, and graphic design and theater Brilliant. and choreography. That, that's a huge, that, yeah. so, so one of the things that we as Christians have to be aware of First of all, everything happens, on you know God controls everything. Yeah. So if He allowed for for Britain's Got Talent, maybe we as Christians Did
1: God allow Britain's Got Talent? Well, Did He? Of, I can't but, believe. But, it. But,
3: but, well, but we can we can ride yes. we yeah, can ride can that, that, that wave. Yeah.
1: yeah and yeah.
3: and so instead of criticizing yeah. the world, we can see okay if that's what people want, how can we capture that yeah. and make it obedient to yeah. Christ? Wow. So. We believe in global community. One of the things that we in Ukraine, one of things that probably many Brits do not realize, which is very important and we're here to share that, is that your language, the language you speak, Mm -hmm. is today is the most powerful mission tool in the world. One of the, another characteristic of, the, of this global community is language. Mm. It's not Chinese yet. Mm. You know, it's definitely not, yeah. you know, I don't want to mention other countries, but the world speaks English. English the world, yeah. So if you want to be part of this amazing new world, you have to be able to speak English. And that's how we've been reaching many youth in Ukraine by providing English language wow. training at our camps. And
1: can I just say, you speak English better than I do. <laughs> I
3: no, we don't. That?
1: You're incredible. <laughs> but that, that is fascinating, isn't it? Just how we engage. Um, yeah, brilliant. Okay, that's wonderful. Anything else you want to share? This is amazing. I feel like I'm downloading all this yeah. wisdom, and the youth workers are sat here with their mm-hmm. pen and paper listening. is Mike, like picking
4: up loads of great stuff. But that's yeah. it. That is incredible. Is it stuff leaning into the opportunities that this age gives us. Get yeah, I, th- I think if um, if this is true, and it seems to be true, you know, we, we travel to the U.S. a lot, and we yeah. find it's uh, very similar what we're facing with our young Christians who. Are who are customized yeah. to, you know, come to a Christian event where evangelism is done, and they don't really know the other models of mm. just sharing their their, their faith. Um, so it may be true um, about your young, young mm. leaders in Britain too, you know, mm. that they would be waiting waiting for Youthscape conference mm. or some other mm. conference where the mm. evangelists will be done. Uh, and in our case, we learning a lot. We've learned a lot from. Uh, this past six years of interaction with uh, with non-church mm. youth mm. and loving them first, and then you know you love them mm. first, and then you a you customize yeah. the evangelism yeah. very yeah. differently. Yes, you know yes, you, you realize, that. realize that I realize that I've learned to speak Christian, yes, which the rest of the world does not understand. So I need I need to translate myself into a regular yes. words that people can understand. Yeah, because some saying something like. You know, circumcise your heart and yeah. wash yourself with the blood of Jesus. Are like, scary. What? Cult. The cult, yeah. cult. <laughs> no, run away. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So actually that, that thing about language is not just the kind of what, what um language speaking, but the kind of the linguistics and the jargon and the way that we assume people know things. That's so, so,
3: so, so here, here here's how our evangelistic approach has has changed in the past we would start with verbal proclamation of gospel right Mm -hmm. and we realized the world has changed so dramatically so it has to be different today so we've this is how we teach our staff We, we say the first step is to understand and meet, meet people's needs better mm. than anybody else can. Mm. So if you are if you if you know if you teach music or mm. you teach video production or you teach something else math mm. you know do that better than anybody in your community. Mm. Second step is learn to be a friend become mm. a friend. Mm. What does that mean? It's not just Facebook, right? Mm. It's it's not just Snapchat. It's it's if somebody if if your friend is in need, you know, go help that person. And then once you go through those two steps, the third step is share your story. Mm. And we don't say you know share gospel; we say include gospel in your story. It's your life mm. story. So when when you if 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 I'm a Christian and you're not a Christian, mm. and I start telling you you know this is what the Bible says, that doesn't mean anything to you because the Bible is not has no authority. Has no authority. Yeah. But I can tell you you know what I've been struggling with this, and and then I started praying, and mm. then God and yeah, I know yeah. you don't believe in God, but but I. I would would be lying to you if I were to tell you that this didn't happen without God. So if you are accepting me, accept God who is in me. And that changes everything about evangelism.
4: And then you have to be very careful to feel where you need to stop. So you don't overload that person. And then, you know, we learning a lot from our kids who are the two church percent at our camps right now. And um, Elijah has taken so many of his peers to the church just saying... Uh, you know what are you doing on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to. Um, let's go with me. Uh, I I go to this church. We have great music. That's amazing. And that's how a lot of uh, a lot of other kids go with him. And like you're a musician, how are you?
2: So what? What's, yeah. your, what's your instruments? Are you a I play. Yeah, drums. I guess <laughs> drums.
1: Why well, is like guest drums? Were you sitting here tapping out a rhythm? I'm not yeah, sure. I, just, you know,
2: <laughs> I have. I mean, I have in school problems, but I mean, I just I just left it so Oh fantastic. So right now I'm in the music academy so it's helpful. Oh fantastic. Yeah.
1: That's brilliant. And you yeah. obviously you're sat here listening to your parents talk about stuff that you've probably heard them speak about so much, isn't it haven't you? But what, what has it been like for you growing up in a family where your parents are really risking everything for God? How how has that been for you? I mean your parents are sat here listening. I shouldn't really be asking <laughs> you in front of your
2: parents. I don't know, I mean <clears throat> I just remember like, uh in the childhood <laughs> I have not really many time with them because they're just really tired when, when they go mm. like into the house and i just would just really when i was like in, in the child but then i mean right now they don't really actually they do trainings yeah. and i can be with them
1: yeah amazing
2: and uh, i'm really happy that, that actually i'm in this family and i can be uh that I can support them uh, in what they're doing, and be and I was uh, I was a counselor oh, in the in the camp.
1: Fantastic! Uh, so so you really stepped into leadership I as well, say, yeah. and yeah, that's It's really yeah. great. It's just wonderful having you here in Birmingham at the Fox. I hope yeah. you have a great time in the Thank UK. You. So you're just visiting Birmingham. Are going anywhere else after this?
3: Oxford and London.
1: Fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I literally just grabbed you with no warning and said, talk to us about the Ukraine. But it's so interesting. I think it's so important for us, isn't it, to get out of our silos and listen to our brothers and sisters and other contexts. And here, as you say, so much of it is the same, the same challenges, the same burden. But thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much. For you, it's good.
0: So, lovely interview. Very. I mean, they did. They were dazzled in the headlights of Henrietta Tornado, and yet somehow they managed <laughs> they to string a sentence together and and reply. And they
1: thank us for our theme. I mean, I felt like I was personally saying, "You're welcome" for us giving you Strictly Come Dancing, or whatever it was. Anyway, bless them. Thank you, Ollie and Lena.
0: So we had uh, we had them, but also son Elijah <laughs> yes. who popped up, and yes. it made me think. Um, it's an interesting question, the old uh, parents in ministry question. Mm. So it's you know I've, I've heard horror stories of mm. people who who grew up in youth groups, their parent running you know parents running youth groups, yes. and they've said, do you know what? The, I was the last person who got pastored in that church, mm. you know, because my parents were running around. I think that is my biggest fear, because mm. I've got I've got Joel, my son, is in is in one of my youth groups, and I I am. Terrified that essentially he gets a raw deal, or he gets less, he gets overlooked, or mm. you know,
1: uh, or too much focus. Everyone's too sort of looking yeah, at him and what he yeah, does. Yeah.
0: So I think it's that's tricky. Um, do you? You your kids are a bit younger than mine.
1: They are. They are younger than mine, and I'm the daughter of um, church leaders of as well. You are. So and I and I think my my prayer is always I. I say to Jason, we need to be so careful that we don't sacrifice our kids on the altar of our calling, which is a really dramatic, violent language. Is, yeah. But I think it's, that the, how do we get the balance between thinking God has called us as individuals and as a family, but also our calling is to be parents. Mm-hmm. And it means that actually, especially if we feel God is calling us into situations where... It's, you know, it's going to be trickier for the children, mm, mm. um, taking them away from the friends that they know, etc. etc. et, cetera, et cetera. What, How do we just get that balance right? That we don't use our children as an excuse and not do what God asks us to do because that isn't modelling um, extravagant faith for them, mm, mm. but also that we don't sort of say to them, well, well, just suck it up, this is what God's called us to do. It's, I mean, it's dangerous tough. having
0: your kid in the youth group because, yeah. of course, if you, you know, if they, they want to, they can tell the rest of the youth group mm, how you exactly. don't live any of this stuff out in real life and how you know literally <laughs> just switch volunteer. it on mm. you know so actually you you need to be it's a great a better way of putting that is it's a great check to your integrity mm. uh, to have your, your young person in your group but mm. uh, my, my challenge is my son is a terrific volunteer so he's awesome. always got his hand up oh, so i say can i have anyone who'd like to do this quiz Hand goes straight up would anybody like to read the bible passage and then i'm i'm in a conflict nobody else has got their hand up
1: oh. Would anybody
0: like to pray? He'd always like to pray. And is he
1: doing it because you're a dad? No, or would he be doing it in any other group? Well that's great, He's a volunteer. He?
0: But then do I say do I overlook him? Because otherwise it's favouritism. I Anyone do else? I do I find
1: myself doing that.
0: <sighs> Poor kid.
1: He is awesome, your son. You are raising some brilliant kids there. But proud. I I think it is um I think in a way you if you are as somebody who is in leadership and you've got your kids and, and, and partly it's making sure you're not engaging in public parenting. Yes. Because I think there's a sense in which people will feel they have a view on your children's behavior. And I believe that actually um, my calling is first to be mum to my kids. Mm. Um, and and there are times where actually as a leader, you there are some other adults who are safe for you in that, and some other adults you think, no, I can't engage you in that stuff. So, yeah. so I think it is challenging. And for Oleg and Lena, they, they poured their life into this and and their children have grown up seeing that and actually it's amazing to hear Elijah say and so I became a mentor in one of the camps because mm. although he sees his parents exhausted and the cost on them there's something in that that for him mm. has inspired him to live a whole life for Christ mm. and I think that's that's a cost isn't it that's a challenge but mm. it's beautiful
0: yeah I think probably there will be people listening to this who who know this challenge I, I imagine also there's a fair few people listening who've got uh, kids who are yeah. kind of coming up sneaking up towards the age of of they're going to join the youth group and thinking oh hang on this is going to be a real live issue for me and and it it was an anxiety for me you know over the last 10 years I was as soon as we started having children I was thinking Mm, does this mean I'm gonna have to stop doing any youth ministry when I get to about 40 uh, because my uh, my kids are going to come and join the youth group and they want me to leave and of course that is sometimes the case so I've been in groups where where the a, a teenager has got to that age and said mum you need to Mm. you need to leave this is my space yeah absolutely. that's the other thing and i think if they do that honestly i think you do have to honor yeah. them i think yeah. you do have to put them first and say okay i won't be involved you can have this yes. or I won't come to yourself. your school yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but we'll that's that hard yeah. that's really hard yeah
1: gosh tough stuff good stuff tough stuff so uh thank you guys and i think for our shout outs should we do them slightly differently i think we should because i think this is an idea that I've had. Yeah, great idea, Rach. <laughs> when
0: of did there. you come up with this idea? I came up
1: with this idea just now. I think our shout-out should be to all our international friends.
0: Oh, what a good oh, idea. Be good, wouldn't it would good, not it? wasn't Love your it. idea
1: off there. It was my idea. So, have you got any friends around the globe well, that you want to say a big shout-out Yes, out I will. To?
0: I've got lots of friends around the globe. Uh, but I'm going to... um friend. no, <laughs> friends. No, they're fictional friends. No, Real
1: friends. Okay.
0: Real friends. Okay. I can't believe after I bared my soul on the, <gasps> on the, on the friendship Ooh, podcast.
1: And then the banter one. And then the banter crying. podcast. Oh, you've oh, just yeah. done that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well,
0: here we go. I think people can draw their own conclusions about <laughs> you, Rachel. Um, so, uh, I'd like to say hello to Aaron Oblonsky from Hungary. The Hungarian uh, contingent at the National Youth Ministry weekend was vast.
1: Oh, amazing. They are
0: hungary for uh, great youth resources, i they've never
1: heard that before. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sorry, Aaron. I am so sorry. So for me, it's Cuthbert Gondwe who had on our podcast a while ago, but he's doing amazing stuff in Malawi and amazing youth yeah. work there.
0: And uh, Evie Roderman
1: Oh, Evie
0: sort of uh, Youthscape's special she's agent. She's like a ninja, isn't she? Yeah. She knows everybody in, in, in mainland Europe. Europe. She does. So, so she's uh, she's been brilliant. Um, in, Maybe we engaging. should get her
1: in the Brexit talks. She'd be quite good, wouldn't she?
0: She's been brilliant in engaging people. We said we wouldn't say that. No people uh, uh, from mainland Europe to come to, to yes. the event.
1: We really appreciate you, Evie. Um, and then the guys at Uel in Norway, so Leif and Morten. Oh, You're modern. amazing. You're amazing. I shouldn't do
0: the voice. No, shall you I? shouldn't do the voice. Don't do the voice.
1: But well, I'm doing all the good that we're doing. Any other names you want to add into the mix? Uh, I mean, there's
0: lots of Americans, but I, can't, I feel like they shouldn't get there. They have their day every day, don't they? They do have their day. The Americans. So, uh, so, so we'll anyway, leave it there.
1: Fantastic. And then the Beginning of Life team in Moldova who do the most amazing work in Kishna. So we think you're amazing and we have so much that we're learning from you. And on this podcast, we're going to make sure that we keep bringing your way people whose voices come from outside of our context and they bring us real wisdom about what it means to be investing in youth work over the long term.
0: Yeah, one more thing. Um, we, uh, we've got a souped up training uh, program at youthscape now so there's lots of uh, training events one day training things happening here at butte mills where we're recording this very podcast uh and there's a whole load of events in the in the months to come really interesting uh youth ministry training for your uh, continued professional development needs So on the 8th of March, James Chapman, who is our head of visual media. He is amazing. We'll have him on at some point. Oh, he's amazing. Do you you know his drink of choice at Christmas is an eggnog chai latte? What? What?
1: James, we have to have words about that. Eggnog chai latte. Oh, no, James.
0: It was like literally drinking your own death. So the 8th of March he is working with film and media and youth work uh, so that is if you're interested in like basics of editing and how you use the programs and stuff like that and also he's storytelling he's a really
1: prophetic guy though so it'll yeah. be it'll be beyond simply that stuff as well, yeah, well won't it he has an edge to him i'm so going to go yes, to that one i think you should go to that uh,
0: 22nd of march we have emotional well-being and mental health workshop mm. to give you a broader understanding of the landscape in which young people are living uh, and uh, particularly some stuff around the digital world and it's impact on mental health there so that's really good uh, then the 3rd of May we have a day on faith development in young people uh, and then on the 17th of May Will Taylor is here doing uh, a day on young people and loss so bereavement oh, and loss it's so good um, and, uh, and we've got loads more coming up through the year but that'll, that'll, that's that'll the first few you can get a whole where's list your whistle? you can get a whole list at uh, training.youthscape.co.uk Brilliant. Uh, and if it's not there, it'll be on our store youthscape.co.uk/store under the events tab. Right, that's it for another edition of the Youthscape Podcast. That's
1: a wrap. That's a wrap.
0: Hello and welcome to the Youthscape Podcast. I'm Martin Saunders.
1: And I'm Rachel Gardner. Oh, my! Right, <laughs> sorry, sorry I, 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 I
0: thought you were going to say more than that. I
1: thought you had a really exciting Let's start again. Yeah.